Welcome, friends, to episode number three of the Engineering Quality Control Podcast, a podcast focused on helping engineering professionals ensure their projects are of the highest quality. The show will provide strategies and concepts to help ensure that you can address quality control on all of your projects. I am your host, Brian Wagner, a licensed professional engineer. In this episode of the Quality Control Podcast, I'll continue talking about the five-part framework for quality control and discuss the second part of this framework known as review. So let's jump right in. Before we dive into review, let's recap the first aspect of the great framework for quality control, and that is gather. As I mentioned in the previous episode number two, this phase emphasizes on determining and setting the expectations for what the final deliverables should be. It can include federal, state, and local regulations, the client's expectations and their preferences, their specific goals for the project, your firm standards, what are the expectations that all of your projects should include, and always include engineering and architectural principles, standards, and ethics. Now, as we move to this aspect, I don't think of these steps in the framework as necessarily steps. I feel like they're more of achievements, they're aspects, there's goals associated with each one. And you can spend as much time or as little time with any aspect of this framework. The goal is to build a robust and usable system that you can implement and utilize on all of your projects. And today I want to talk about the review step, the review process, because this is where the rubber meets the road. When I'm doing a quality control review, I'm reviewing the plans and I'm going to find all of the technical errors. I'm going to check for spelling mistakes. I want to make sure that two plus two equals, in fact, four, because that's what so many people think a quality control review is. Are things legible? Is the drafting correct? Is the information shown on the plans technically correct? Does water run downhill because the inverts and the grading and the spot elevations show that? But it's so, so, so much more than that. The review is the opportunity for a technically knowledgeable person that's performing a review to apply all of their experience all of the knowledge that was set forth in the gather aspect, the gather portion of the framework, and make sure that the product that you're delivering meets those expectations. Now, the person that's normally doing the review is someone that is at least somewhat familiar with the deliverable in a way that maybe they're the licensed engineer that's going to be putting their stamp, their name, their seal, their signature on the final report the final deliverable. Maybe it's another experienced professional that's reviewing the plans, reviewing that deliverable. Now, obviously, yes, we're looking for those technical errors. When two plus two does not equal four, that's a problem. And we want to meet a goal of having 100% perfection. But anybody that's done this work and been involved in especially any bigger projects, even the small ones, but especially the bigger projects where you have plan sets that can have dozens, even hundreds of plan sheets that can have 
many, many structures and grading, spot elevations and points and mathematical computations, horizontal, vertical alignments. All of that we seek and we strive for perfection. But anybody that graduated high school knows they just pretty much had to skate by with a 70% and you probably kept your parents off your back. Failing was 60%. You could almost get half of your work wrong, still pass. The professional engineer exam, you can get 30% of the questions, I guess 29% of the questions wrong, and you only have four choices. But you can get 30% of the questions wrong and still achieve your license. We can't be engineers and professionals that produce work that's a C, a 70%. Even B's and being in that 80% range, that 8 out of 10 times you're correct, 4 out of 5 times I got that right, that's not going to be good enough in your professional career. We're striving and we're working together as a team from the designers, the project manager, the principal in charge, all of these people that are working on this final deliverable, multiple designers, drafters, junior staff, senior staff, everybody in between is responsible for the quality of the work that's going out the door. The quality review process, the quality control process, is one step in the bigger picture. And the review aspect of the GREAT framework is focused on finding those technical errors, identifying them, and starting a path to correcting them. But it's so, so, so much more than that. It is the opportunity For that experienced professional that's performing that review to leverage your experiences, your perspectives, your knowledge, and do so in a way that is trying to improve upon that final solution to the given problem. Every engineering project is a problem. You're trying to achieve something that not everybody can achieve. You're trying to find the best solution that you're going to give to your client in the form of a deliverable. Every experience that you have ever had before today influences those reviews. Oh, I had this job that was bad. I'll tell you about one where bollards have been a pain in my butt. And the reason I say that is when you look at the plan, there were bollards drafted on the plan, 18 inches off the building to protect the building from being struck by vehicles once the project was done. The problem was there was a footer in the way. And when you install the footer and then install the bollard and install the bollard in a way that you don't want to impact the footer, the contractor basically moved the bollard from 18 inches to about 35 inches. Almost doubled it. It wasn't quite doubled. One of them was. They were moved substantially farther away from the building than what was shown. Now there's a general note on the plan that says figure dimensions override the drafted element. There was no figure dimension on this. The contractor interpreted it as it wasn't really that important and didn't ask. Now they should have probably asked, but they didn't. And now we're looking at a site that's paved, concrete, everything's done. And what used to be a 15 foot driveway just became about 12. There was faults on many sides of that. We've come to a solution. We've solved that problem that came out of the problem. And if that was the worst problem on that project, which it was, 
I was completely happy because that meant I still was at that 99, 98% range. But I've probably looked at six or eight different commercial projects since that experience. And I guarantee that every one of them, the bollards have been dimensioned and there are notes on the bollards to make sure that they are set in the way that I wanted them to be set. Now, will that information be needed by every contractor? Absolutely not. But I have used my experience, that bad experience in this case, leveraged it and made sure that every project since then did not create that same scenario, didn't create a new problem. Every problem, as I said, that every engineering project is a problem that we're trying to solve. And I have a three-step process for solving those problems, and I want to share it with you real quick. So step one to solving any problem is to find a solution. Doesn't matter how crazy, how expensive, how outlandish, or seemingly impossible it may be. But you need to find a viable solution. Yeah, the retaining walls might be too big. The pumps might need to be too much. There might be too many inlets or too much pipe. But you need to find a viable solution. Because until you have a solution that accommodates all those expectations, all the goals of a project, you don't actually have a viable project. You have to be able to find at least one solution. Step two is improving upon that solution. Improve upon the previous solution. So now that you have something that works, now you can make it better. Step three is repeat step two. And continue to improve upon the solution until you get to the best solution. Now, it may not be the most expensive solution. It may be very expensive, but it may achieve all the goals. You may concede on certain aspects of a project so that you can, in fact, meet all the other expectations. It's about finding the best solution. And that's where I feel that the review process is so much more than just finding those technical errors because it's about finding and identifying all of the questions that you have. Because as a reviewer, if you have questions, the contractor or that end user of that product, that project, the deliverable, is going to have questions too. If you, as the reviewer that's involved in the design process, involved in the project and involved in the end goal, has questions, those that don't have the same background that you have are going to have questions too. So that is the purpose of the review process. That is the focus of that aspect of the great framework, and that is to perform great reviews by asking questions. So now I want to transition to the power of experience segment, where we'll provide a specific learning point that you can start implementing in your career right away. Today, I would like to talk about skeletons as my power of experience concept. So several years ago, one of my friends was writing a book. She used to get on to Facebook and Instagram, and she would do live videos sharing her experiences in her marriage. She's a fitness coach with a background in social work. And she did this in a way trying to help others see that they weren't experiencing the same. They weren't alone in their experiences in their marriage and in life and in their professional career. And as she did this, I think that she got a lot of very positive feedback from it. And she ultimately decided to write a book. It was a book called The Marriage Minutes. 
by Jenna Brooke DeStefano. And she quoted me in that book because she was soliciting other opinions and perspectives from other people in her circle. And I had submitted one to her and she included it in the book. And this is the quote, like us, our spouse has skeletons in their closet or demons in their head. At some point, they will show themselves. But remember this, those skeletons and demons help develop the person that you fell in love with. And we are all a product of our past. Now, the point is that each and every one of you have things in your past that you're not proud of, that you're not willing to share with the world. And I'm not asking you to, but they have shaped who you are. They have shaped who you are in your decision-making process. They've shaped who you are in the work that you do. And it's created the mindset that you have. Because each and every decision that you have ever made has led you to become the person that you are today. The decision to listen to this podcast is impacting you today and it will influence you tomorrow. Whether it's something I say, whether it's something a guest says, whether it's something that spurs a thought that makes you look something up online. We are all a product of our past and it's important that as we do reviews, as we do our designs, as we go through life, we recognize that each and every other person in the world is in a very similar situation. They have experiences and have made choices that have created the person that they are today. You can love them, you can hate them, it doesn't matter, but that's who they are. And I want you to leverage the power of your experience through those skeletons, those demons, those things that you may not be proud of. Don't forget them. You don't have to share them, but do not forget them. They created you and you're better because of it. Never forget that. Please remember that you can find the show notes for this episode and all the episodes at engineeringqualitycontrol.com. Look for episode number three. There you'll find a summary of the key points discussed, including a link to the book that I mentioned by Jenna Brooke DeStefano. Until next time, I wish you the best in all of your engineering endeavors. Mm-hmm.